It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on Scottish Cup semi-final weekend. Inverness are all but there after a convincing afternoon against Falkirk. Parts of Glasgow and the West and beyond will come to a standstill tomorrow as Rangers and Celtic meet in the second semi at Hamden and a huge weekend in the Championship with titles, promotion and relegation all on the agenda. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me this afternoon you have Gordon Diel, Mark Wilson and Hugh Kevens. And so it is confirmed now, Inverness Cali Thistle will be the runners-up in the Scottish Cup final on the 3rd of June. The winners of the competition will be confirmed tomorrow at Hamden, 1.30 kick-off, Celtic versus Rangers. That issue is over and done with then. Today, Morton versus Queen's Park, game of the day, no doubt, because Dundee had a shocking performance last night, drew 0-0 with Cove at Dens Park. Queen's Park can go back top of the championship this afternoon if they win against Dougie Emery's team. And then that sets up next Friday, Queen's Park versus Dundee, title decider. Even by Hugh Keevan's standards, to be that cynical and 30 mm. seconds into the show was quite something, was Martin not, Wilson. I was being factually correct. Well, I will start by. You could always wait more than like 20 seconds to make your match prediction. Ruthless. Yeah. From the Cup I final. will start fine. by congratulating Inverness for reaching the Scottish Cup final, which has been quite an unusual season for them, having been put out earlier on, but will reach the Scottish Cup final and play either Celtic or Rangers, which will be decided tomorrow. And like you say, Gordon. In the championship What a league we have Dundee Bone it last night All eyes On the other teams We've involved. not read the scoreline Yet Gordon Deal, But that tells you That mm. before the game's finished If we're talking in these terms That it's been a convincing afternoon For Inverness We are about 30 seconds away From the final whistle And it's Falkirk nil Inverness 3 The one difference You see right away With those two teams Falkirk and Inverness Is Goal scorer And Billy Mackay how many goals has he scored it, you know, over the years? Uh, he gets two today. They got off to the perfect start, penalty kick after six minutes. Comfortable. Falkirk missed a quite a, a great opportunity to get back in the game. But after that, Inverness deservedly into the finals. Matt pointed out a team that were out the Scottish Cup. Now they've got a chance of winning it. But What's apparently that? Hugh says absolutely no chance. That's correct. They have absolutely no chance. <laughs> Uh, and the full time whistle has gone. Let's go to Hamden. Falkirk Inverness is done. Gabriel is there. Inverness are through to the Scottish Cup final after a dominant display here at Hamden Park, spearheaded by the evergreen Billy Mackay, whose brace today means his side will be returning here on June the 3rd. He got his first goal in just a sick minute via the penalty spot. Now it is the first time that either side has used VAR and it was called upon so early on. Falkirk defender Leon McCann was judged to have handled the ball in the box from across. Referee Nick Walsh awarded a spot kick after consulting the TV monitor and Mackay duly converted from 12 yards. I have to say it was all for Falkirk for a while after that. Callum Morrison missed their best opportunity. There was a defensive mix-up with the 
centre-halves and the goalkeeper left Morrison with an open goal from just over 20 yards but he struck the post and was left to rue his missed opportunity against the run of play though it was Daniel Mackay who scored a lovely header from a curling Jay Henderson cross that doubled his size advantage and Falkirk were up against it by the interval and chasing the game and the contest was really all over in the 57th minute Dan Mackay then turned provider to Billy Mackay a brilliant deep cross and an outstanding volley back across the goal that any striker in the world would be proud of. Falkirk had to throw everything they had. Gary Oliver, the substitute, looked like he just had to tap the ball in. But Danny Devine somehow blocked it with his head. It just seemed like Falkirk could not score today. And in the end, it actually could have been more for Inverness. They hit the woodwork twice. One of them, Nathan Shaw, with some lovely footwork, smacked the inside of the post. Somehow didn't go in. But they were just so efficient today. That's the key word, the efficiency of their strikers. They are, of course, a league above Falkirk. Uh, and it's just a brilliant day for the supporters coming all the way down from the Highlands, celebrating now on the far side of the pitch away from me. Heartbreak for Falkirk, but Calathesor will be back here in a month's time. They await either Celtic or Rangers. Full time here at Hampden Park. Falkirk nil. Inverness 3 Yes, congratulations to Inverness Cali Thistle The first team through to the Scottish Cup final And certainly on the scoreboard Gordon Diel, a very convincing afternoon Falkirk had their moments uh, But Inverness has clearly uh, made them pay For missed opportunities and defensive lapses at the other end Yeah, when it's big games, big semi-finals like that You need your big players to step up And um, Billy Mackay, well known for years and years, scoring goals up in the, that neck of the woods, Gordon, terrific uh, striker, gets two today, comfortable 3-0. John McGlynn, uh, it's been a good road for him, getting to the semi-final, League One, Inverness went in his favourites, obviously, championship team. Billy Dodge has got them in a good run and uh, he'll be, late, be delighted to lead his team out uh, against... Celtic or Rangers will know tomorrow We did ask last night Mark Wilson we had Inverness and Falkirk fans on and who was the match winner Billy Mackay's name it was hard to avoid I think he's got 13 goals in 20 games since the turn of the calendar year he's absolutely flying and uh, what a main man he's been for Inverness He certainly has been uh, and over the course of his career uh, he's no stranger to the kind of performances in big games like that and today usually is always decided by your big game players and he stepped up to the mark when needed but you've got to see Billy Dodge's side since the turn of the year what a run they have been on now there's a scenario where they can actually finish second in the table they've left it too late to actually finish top but if Queen's Park lose their two games and then they could leapfrog them what about that on your CV finishing second and a Scottish Cup final this season where pre-December they looked well out of things so Congratulations to Inverness, congratulations mm. to Billy Dodds, terrific job. Yeah, let's bring in some of the guys out and about round the grounds. We'll get the build up to their games in just a second. But in terms of reaction uh, to this one, I mean, Fraser Wishart, people always ask, what, what does romance of the cup mean? What is that old cliche? Well, I suppose it's things like this, isn't it? A championship team getting to the final a couple of months ago. They were beaten, they were knocked out of the competition. An administrative error let them back in. It's been quite the tale. Yeah, I was just thinking, if by chance uh, Inverness were to win the cup, we would be the first ever team to have been have lost a cup tie but still win the, the cup at the end of the season. But, uh, you know, I, I think when you look at Billy Dodd's situation, there were times during the season when he was absolutely disrupted by injuries, huge injuries to his small squad, and uh, they were in a really bad place uh, on the pitch. 
and off the pitch as well because they've always had financial problems trying to keep the, 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 the team afloat as well and it was fans at Inverness who like most fans across the country now call for managers' heads and far too early and fair play to the, the board of Inverness Calithisley stopped by Billy and now they've got on the verge of a, a very successful season I'm at Air United and uh, if Air win today then they set up a, a, a really kind of decider almost next week for the playoffs so Inverness could still not make the playoffs they could still be second so it could be a fantastic season for them but maybe just a lesson to be learned by some clubs who have been so trigger happy this season and the last season as well is sometimes you need to stick by your manager look at the circumstances stick by him and if he's got a decent squad of players which he has then he can turn things around so well done to them a huge day for them they'll have a sell out cup final all the money that comes from that and the four clubs who play in the semi-finals today they share the income from the two games as well so a payday for Falkirk and Inverness and it's, a, it's a, been a big end to the season for them financially yeah I mean David Friel when you think eight years ago Inverness won the Scottish Cup so for a team of Inverness's size and stature to have a, a Scottish Cup win and at least an, another runners-up spot on top of that in the space of eight years is is quite some success in this competition, isn't it? Yeah, it's incredible. And I think if you add in, as Fraser said, the financial difficulties Billy Dodds has had to handle this season. You know, he seems to always lose his best players, Billy. And it's strange, Gordon, he never seems to get linked to other jobs. He never really seems to get touted, but he's done an amazing job up there. He's a really good manager, a really solid manager. He makes players better. And, you know, it just shows you for Inverness, a club of that size, such a small fan base to get to two Scottish Cup finals in eight years is incredible, really. But I'm just looking at the Queen's Park team sheet, Gordon. Ewan Henderson is a first-named sub. I just wonder if some people behind the scenes here are thinking <laughs> what could have been the man that came on in that game and cost them uh, cost Queen's Park their, their place in the next round. But no, full credit to Billy Dawes, full credit to Inverness players, guys like Billy Mackay, Aaron Dorn, all those guys, Danny Devine, who were part of it previously. An amazing achievement and good luck to him in the final. I think it obviously will be difficult for him, but I think you know just getting there, they deserve huge credit for that. Yeah, and look, we we said earlier on and all week about the the challenge that lies ahead in the final mark, whoever it may be against. But you forget what even just look at those scenes and what it means to these players. Amid the backdrop of oh, you know, should this game be just played elsewhere? Where you're watching these players and and what it means to them. I just saw Mark Ridgers there with his relatively newborn baby I was reading in the Scottish Sun this morning it was a baby that him and his partner never thought was possible and now he's got the baby and it was decked out in the Inverness gear and he's holding the baby as they get to the, the Scottish Cup final I know it's a bit romantic but these are days that you know will live long in the memory for footballers it's easy for us yeah. to say oh well Celtic Rangers will Celtic or Rangers will, will win it anyway and, and shrug the shoulders but that's a great achievement for Inverness today. oh of course I mean you're thinking about footballers in Scotland you take out Celtic and Rangers, who are realistically win the big prize, okay, every year. They win the Premiership. The Scottish Cup is the next best thing to that. And getting to a final is the pinnacle, is, is one of the greatest days of your career. So for these Inverness, and it was Falkirk players as well, waking up today thinking they could have the opportunity to do that, they're quite right to celebrate in the way they have. And it means so much to the family. They know they've got a, a day out in June the 3rd against Celtic or Rangers that will live long in their memory. And they thoroughly... Deserve it It's a great occasion Will it feel like A missed opportunity For Falkirk Gordon They can't have, They can't have any grumbles they, they didn't deserve To win the game But you get all the way To a semi-final And you play a team You know From the championship Granted a division above you But you've avoided All the big hitters The full way through It's a great chance To get to a final And that the game in, in some ways Passes you by Yeah You can ask For a better Opportunity Gordon If you see the run All the way up Um it was tailor-made for Falkirk. I think Falkirk made it a good semi-final. They're a good, uh, they're a good footballing team. That's one thing John McGlynn always has. Attractive footballers that like to play the game the right way. 
But they come up against a good Inverness side and when you've got someone at the top end of the pitch that no matter how the game's going, you can rely on just to get you the goals. Billy Mackay, obviously, for Inverness. But, uh, yeah, Falkirk will look back on that and think, we couldn't have got a better chance because you're not getting Celtic, you're not getting Rangers, you're at Hamden against Inverness, you've got as good a chance as anybody. But on the day, you've got to say, Billy Dodds, well done. They deserve to be in the okay, final. Okay, you've given me more romance than Love Island. Now we have to <laughs> There's introduce. Not much in that here. Now we have to introduce the realism into the discussion. If uh, Inverness Charlie Thistle, what's not been realistic so far? Uh, no, no. I've, I've just said you've given me romance, romance, romance. Now I'm giving you realism, realism, realism. If Celtic or Rangers failed to beat Inverness Charlie Thistle, a team from a lower division in a cup final. It would be the biggest embarrassment in their history. And if Inverness Cali Thistle won this cup competition, having knocked out Livingston and Kilmarnock, as well as Celtic or Rangers, it would be the ultimate embarrassment for the Premiership mm. to have a team from a lower division beat one quarter of the top division and win the trophy. I'm simply going back to my or, realistic or, or, contention. Or it would be one of Scottish football's greatest ever achievements. Would it not be nice to put that positive spin on it? If the division contains three teams... <laughs> but why does everything have to be team? negative? You know what I mean? Why, why would you all look to try and spin it the other way? What a chance for Inverness. Will they do it? Probably not. But what a chance. What a well, story it would be. Well, I prefer, I choose... To be negative. Not to be mealy-mouthed about it. I prefer... To tell you what I think, mm. and what I think is, it would be the yeah. ultimate embarrassment for the Premiership. But, I mean, we, one we do have from, of the teams in the league lost to now, Inverness Cali. I mean, we're like six weeks away. You'll have time to give us your prediction for the Scottish Cup final. Why don't you give Inverness a little bit of praise this afternoon? It's their eighth win in succession. I know Billy well. I like Billy an awful lot. Done well, but. No, you can just leave it. You don't need the butt. You can just leave it. You can just put a full stop right oh, there. Oh, it's going so well there, Hugh. Yeah, a bit of Go emotion, a positivity. Get, get. Do you never think an underdog can win a football there game? There are underdogs and underdogs. And if Celtic or Rangers lost to Inverness Cali Thistle, it would be a resignation issue for Michael Beale or Ange Postacoglu. Great, brilliant tone to start the show on. Anyway, right, let's look at what lies ahead because there is a link here, David Field, to the Championship. The great thing for Inverness, not only are they in this cup final, They've still got a lot to play for in the championship as well I don't really know who wants to win it But it's potentially advantage now For one of the teams you're watching Morton against Queen's Park Yeah it definitely is I think it's advantage Queen's Park I'm still reeling Gordon to be honest with you From Hugh mentioning Love Island And you'll be shouting I've got a text next But <laughs> I just wonder You know it's a crazy league This is another mad day There's so much at stake And how could anybody not love this league um, I, I must admit I thought this would be a case of one or bust For Queen's Park today I didn't expect indeed to drop anything Against Cove Rangers last night I watched the game As you said they did have a shocker But suddenly they're in the driving seat again Queen's Park you look at it, they're two points behind Dundee as things stand, but they can go top with a win against Morton today. But regardless, win, lose or draw today, they definitely face that last day title decider against Dundee next Friday night at Oakleview. What a game it's going to be. As you said, I'm not sure if anybody does want to win this league. Queens haven't been in great form at all. They've just won one of the last five games. Amazingly, they've only scored one goal in the last five games, but with two games to go, they're still in the driving seat for the title. In fairness to Owen Coyle, after the draw here last week, he did say he just wanted to be within two points 
of Dundee getting the final game of the season and he's got his wish obviously they could be ahead of them come 5 o'clock today a win today would be huge but they don't have a good record against Morton they've not beaten them all season Morton have got two wins their game was a draw so Queen's Park are going to be up against it I like watching Dougie Emery's team I like watching Dougie Emery as a player he gives everything his team do that as well but they also have good players Morton are a really good run as well they're pushing for a playoffs place, they can still catch here, they can still catch Inverness, they can still catch Patrick Thistle this is a huge game for them today as well they start the day in six, but Dougie clearly wants a playoff place as well, so so much at stake for both, Morton have made two changes from last week against Ray, Jai Katongo and Grant Clespie are in for Alex King and Lewis McGrattan, so it'll be Brian Shwick in goals Liam Grimshaw, Jack Baird, Dara Connor and Callum Waters at the back, Robbie Crawford and Grant Clespie will hold the midfield with Calvin Miller Robin Muirhead, Jai Katongo and George Oakley as a sort of front four a lot of talent in there, subs for Morton Green, Pignatello, Blues, Ambrose, King, Ali Crawford, Garrity and McGrattan. As for Queen's Park, as I said, not been in good form, but it all comes down to two games now. They've got a huge chance today to go and you know get that win. It would mean they only need a point next week. So Uncle's made one change. Quite surprising, actually. Dom Thomas, obviously one of the best players this season. He drops out and Louis Longridge comes in. So Callum Ferry's in goals. Marcel Oakley, Leakle Day, Charlie Fox and Tommy Robson at the back. Jack Thompson and Maliki Boateng with the two holders. Louis Longridge, Connor Shields, Grant Savory and behind Scott Williamson. Subs for Queen's Parker Henderson, McPeak, Thomas Davidson, Herity Healy, Bannon, Jarrett and Ezzy. And the referee at a very cold capital is John Beaton. Uh, looking forward to that What a day it's going to be In the Championship Air United against Wraith Rovers Fraser Wisher Wraith Rovers According to the tweeter Who sent me my favourite stat Of the season the other night Wraith Rovers are the only team In the entire 10 team championship Who knows what division They'll be in next season Absolutely nothing to play for For Wraith Rovers They find themselves in that Unusual position you were talking about Gordon of having nothing to play for Here today One point for the last five games Put pay to playoff places They sit in seventh But can't be sixth and cannot be overtaken by a growth in eight. So all the focus and the pressure is on their host. It really is all about Air United today. And fairly straightforward to the Somerset Park side. Two wins will secure a playoff place. You know, when today puts some level and points on Venice Cali Thistle, as I was saying earlier, and sets up a really huge game in Inverness next Friday because a draw or a defeat still gives you a chance of being in the playoffs, but they'd have to rely on Patrick Thistle and Morton results. So it's in their hands, Air United. And they've had a decent season so far. It could turn out to be a really great one. They've been in and around the top of the table. In fact, have been first on many occasions. But the recent form, six points in the last six games, has seen them drop out the top four at this critical stage of the season. But Lee Bullen, positive character. I think he'd be giving a clear message to his players. Go for the two wins. Put, sorry, start well and impose themselves on the game. Put real pressure on the Wraith Rover defence. Get forward, create chances for prolific Depot Akinyemi. 20 league goals this season for the striker means he's been, he has been and will be before the end of the season a key man for Ayr and I think they'll struggle to keep him next season but difficult for Wraith Rovers to combat an aggressive and an early start by Ayr United on the front foot because they are depleted by injuries and suspensions last week they only had three outfield players on the bench Vaughan and Lang were sent off so they're suspended he got Sam Stanton back but Aidan Connolly has now dropped out so Ian Murray only has 12 outfield players to choose from two subs one is the reserve goalkeeper Robbie Thompson they'll just sit in and try and make life difficult for Ian United I think Ian midweek Ian Murray's already saying he's looking to next season to sign people up both new contracts for current players and sign players in so a big day for Ian United all round three points an absolute must for them two changes for them Houston and Dempsey drop out Dempsey's been a mainstay all season and then come Maguire and Hewitt so they changed to 4-4-2 really looking to put pressure on Ray Throvers Charlie Albinson in goals Michael Hewitt Frankie Musonda Sean McGinty and Patrick Redding at the back Josh Mullen returns McAleer Mur- Murdoch and Ashford in midfield with Deepak and Yemi and Chris Maguire as the strikers Aidan McAdams 
Carter Jenkins, Mark McKenzie, Paul Smith, Fraser Bryden, Derek Connor, and Jaden Mitchell Lawson are the substitutes, as I said. There's uh, only two subs for for uh, Wraith Rovers, but they've also lost Lang, Vaughan and Connolly are out. In come Masson, Stanton and McBride. They go with Jamie McDonald in goals, Ross Millen, Scott Brown, Liam Dick and Kieran Nguengla at the back. In midfield, Ethan Ross, Adam Masson, Scott, Sam Stanton, Scott McGill and Connor McBride with William Accio, the lonely role up front. And the two substitutes to experience Robbie Thompson, his goalkeeper and 19-year-old defender Greg Young. And the referee today at Somerset Park is David Monroe. What a day it's going to be One of those afternoons Come April, May time Where you're constantly Checking the phones Listening to radios Seeing what's happening In the other games Dave Galloway is at Fur Hill Because Thistle could still go up And their both could still go down It is all to play for Dave Indeed it is Huge added incentives For these two teams As you've just touched upon Gordon With everything Going down to the wire At both ends Of the championship table As a fascinating And enthralling campaign Edges closer to Its conclusion A home win would see Partick Thistle Move up to third place But there's little room For error with Air United And Morton Snapping at their heels As for our broth Well after Cove Rangers Draw away to Dundee last night They're not quite safe yet Cove Sit just two points Behind them, but taking something from today would see the Red Lichties over the line. The Jags hoping for a big crowd today for their last home game of the league campaign, with season ticket holders getting to bring a friend along for a tenner. Patrick Thistle make just the one change, it's Tiffany in for Fitzpatrick. Mitchell will be in goals across the back, McMillan, Muirhead, Brownlee and Holt. Doherty and Bannigan, the sitting midfielders, further forward Lawless, Turner and Tiffany with Graham leading the line. The subs for the Jags, Snedden, Dowds, Smith, McKinnon, Hodson, Mullen, Fitzpatrick, Lyon and McKenzie. A couple of changes for our broth there, but Sindhu and Elmani replace Dow and Gold, so it's Gaston and Goals across the back, Banks, Little, O'Brien and Hetherington. Baldi and Bitsindu the sitters with Elmani, McKenna and Stuart further forward. Hilson, the main man up top. Uh, Gill, Gold, Lynn, Komolafi, Tate, Olusanya and Allen are on the Red Lichties bench. And your match referee here at Farhill is Ewan Anderson. What a day. I keep saying it because I mean it. It's going to be incredible drama in the Championship and beyond this afternoon. We've already got Inverness through to the Scottish Cup final in case you haven't heard somehow it's Rangers or Celtic that will join them and we'll get all the guys involved in our first of many previews of that game this afternoon next Action as it happens and your reaction from five on the open line this is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans, Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are in the studio the top team I was going to say all around the grounds there are only three games to look forward to for us in the championship this afternoon Gabriel will be down getting some post-match reaction from a very happy Inverness camp and a not so happy Falkirk camp Inverness beating Falkirk three goals to nil at the National Stadium and they await the winner of Rangers and Celtic Tomorrow Which Hugh Keevans Is going to be Quite the occasion If this week's build up Is anything to go by Well it can be Nothing other than Quite an occasion Because of what is At stake If Celtic win tomorrow They win the treble How much more Incentive does Ange Postacoglu need Or his players If Rangers win Then they know That they will at least Salvage the season In part by getting a trophy at the end of it uh, They will be the Scottish Cup winners So uh, it's all there to play for For both sides If Michael Beale were to lose the match 
I listen to Super Scoreboard every night And the callers are quite specific For the most part They want Michael Beale to win this match And if he doesn't Some Rangers supporters will say He is on a very shaky peg Because a defeat to Celtic at Ibrox In the league game after the split And fans would say No, you can't beat Celtic Therefore you can't stay as Rangers manager That's the kind of thing that's at stake tomorrow I mean, Fraser Wishart The thing about this fixture is It's not even as if These matches are rare Celtic and Rangers met on the 8th of April We're only in the the 29th They'll play tomorrow They'll then play again in a couple of weeks' time And yet it never really seems to diminish the importance of it Which probably speaks volumes Well I think now when the the gap between those two And the rest of uh, the Premiership is so big uh, The games between the two take on huge significance And probably more significance than than they ever have done Because you know if you lose those games You've got no chance of winning the title Celtic have hardly dropped any points against anybody this year uh, And and haven't only dropped a couple against Against Rangers, I mean, from Rangers' perspective, they just got to do something different. I, I was at that game, and I felt they actually played okay. I thought they did well, and they, and they pushed Celtic. But Celtic have just got that extra gear when they, they weren't at their best that day. That extra gear, and they've got so many attacking options as well. And, and I think Rangers need to get the first goal. They need to get ahead. If they don't get ahead, then you can just see Celtic doing as they do, dominating the play, knocking it around, causing real threats and scoring another one. So it would be interesting if Rangers were to get ahead and get that confidence and get their fans behind them as well. And it's, it's, it's how they do that. And they, I think they also have to make Celtic work harder for the goals. And that's not been rude to Celtic because simple goals sometimes are down to really, really good play. But if you're looking at it from a Rangers perspective, how often do they get down James Tavernier's side? You know, often Tavernier's criticised, but he's left against Taylor, Hatati, Maeda, Jota, whoever's wide, sometimes 3v1, 3v2. You know, and it's, 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 it's very difficult for them. But so many times they've got into that area, down near the byline, they just whip the ball across the six-yard box and, and, and score a fairly simple goal. Kyogo just takes up such good position. So Rangers, a couple of things. I think they need to get the first goal, but they have to defend better. And that comes from the midfield players as well. Match runners and give the back four a, a, a bit of support. Uh, as you, you know, alluded to, I think we can leave big sweeping statements about Michael Beale or whatever to, to the Rangers fans that phones in. That you know, they're the ones that are financially and emotionally tied to, to this stuff. To, to word it in a bit more of a, a soft fashion, how problematic is it for Rangers to finish this season trophyless? How, how would you sum it up if that was to be the case, Fraser? I think it would be a problem. I mean, I think that uh, Michael Beale, I don't think he'd be under pressure for his job. I think that would be just an extreme. But what it does do is it makes the signings over the summertime. And, and he said himself he's quite happy to take on the, a bit more responsibility with having no director of football as well. And, you know, there's been huge changes. It's not only, only there. I mean, guys like Stuart Robertson have been involved in the background of any move as well. You know, the chairman's moved on. So there's been huge changes at, at that football club. In the last 12 months And it's, it's remarkable When you think about it Where they were last 12 months uh, 12 months ago They were in the run for the title Going for the Scottish Cup Eventually got to the Europa League final Qualified to the Champions League And then the wheels just came off And there's been huge changes there But uh, I think what it would do is It would put pressure on Michael Beale Over the summer To do with the, the signings And certainly at the start of next season He would have to go off to a really Really good start Because then at that point If they don't go off to a good start I think the pressure would build And the fans would be asking questions But I, I don't see any point in changing the manager right now he's, he's not been given a chance really to get his own players in his own style yet but over the summer time he will just thinking is that the sort of I mean Fraser's obviously down at air it's almost like the, the soundtrack yeah. to the air nightclubs that you used to frequent yeah I, I was hearing it in the background there well, you can see um, you tapping I, your toe and very very loud indeed mm. but I was just listening to you Fraser got to say he's right on it today he's I agree. on top of his game I he? agree with everything he says 
What did he say? I've no idea what I agree uh, with David Friel these f- nobody's ever pressure free in these fixtures so it's not like Rangers are under pressure to win something and, and that means it's a a nice comfortable stroll for, for Celtic I, I guess when you are sort of undeniably on top as Celtic would be just now you know I, I don't think any Rangers fans would, would argue that point that maybe brings its own pressure in, in terms of expectation and then as Hugh says you know you're chasing down a treble something that Celtic have made Become a fairly regular occurrence in, in recent seasons It never used to be that way Yeah exactly Gordon you know You could I, I personally think There's more pressure on Rangers Just because You know as you alluded to earlier on Finishing the season Trophyless would be an issue I think for Celtic Playing for bonus prizes But You speak to Ange Postacolo You speak to any of the players They put demands in themselves I think they're desperate To get us treble I know he's playing it down But he will be desperate To get the clean sweep He'll be desperate To win the game tomorrow as well So no Of course there's pressure on Celtic And they're favourites Understandably favourites But I do think it'll be Tight and tense tomorrow You know Celtic If Jot and Abad are back I think Celtic Should win the game comfortably but, you know, I don't think there's a, that much of a gap between the teams that this game's a foregone conclusion by any sort of imagination. You speak to Ange Postacoglu regularly, or you, you hear him regularly, and I was fairly, not, not overly surprised, but he plays pretty much everything with a straight bat, but he was more than willing to talk yesterday, David, about how it does still rankle with him a bit that they lost the semi-final to Rangers last season. Yeah, it does, and I think for one reason gone was I don't really think Celtic turned up, and especially in the later stages. If you ima- you remember that time, Rangers were obviously flying high in Europe, going far, and I think they played extra time during that week, and everybody expected almost Celtic just to roll over the top of Rangers, especially fitness-wise. But if you actually look at that game into extra time, it was Rangers that finished the stronger. You, know, you remember the goal, Calvin Bassey charging up the wing. I think it was Stephen Wells trying to catch him and James Forrest. And yeah, I don't think Celtic did themselves justice that day. I thought they kind of huffed and puffed a bit. So of course it rankles with him. And Ange Postecoglou, he's won the League Cup twice. He's going to win the League twice, but he's still to get his hands in the Scottish Cup. And also, he wants to follow in the footsteps of Martin O'Neill, Brendan Rodgers, Neil Lennon by winning treble. So of course, and as I say, look, there is pressure on Celtic. There's probably more on Rangers, but a lot of that pressure comes from within. You can imagine Callum McGregor, Ange Postecoglou tomorrow before that game. You know they have one hand in the trophy if they win this game tomorrow, and they'll be desperate to do that. Interesting phrase or something you mentioned about you know the Rangers need to try something different. Which, if you asked Michael Beale straight after the the previous meeting, he kept talking about how you know he, he was pleased with with lots of it and was bemoaning missed chances at one end and individual errors at the other. So you wonder if he is tempted to refine Plan A, as people say, rather than than going for a Plan B. Yeah, I don't think he will, but I think he has to get more from his kind of creative players in the final third. I agree with his analysis of the game. I don't think Rangers were particularly bad. You know, I thought they created a few chances, just didn't take them. Celtic were clinical, and then from a Rangers perspective, there were soft goals. From Celtic perspective, they were delighted with the play. But uh, I think think these these are the key moments. But that's what happens in football games. You make mistakes at the back, you lose goals. If you don't create the chances, you don't score. But I don't think he'll play anything radical. But I remember being at the, the, the cup final, League Cup final as well, and Tillman played much deeper in a kind of midfield three, and it just didn't work. Hattati was running off him all day and creating goals. So he's got to just get the players that he wants in the key positions in the team, but they've, they've got to do their job defensively as well. They've got to make sure they, they match runners, because Celtic go forward from that midfield area brilliantly. They go into sort of unusual positions that are difficult to pick up, and, and it causes problems for in particular. Uh, the full-back areas for, for Rangers, so the likes of Cantwell and Tillman and uh, Kent, if he's playing, they've got a job to do as well defensively as well and really help their, 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 their back fourth and try and stop Celtic getting that first goal. As I said, I think the first goal is absolutely critical. Rangers get it, what a lift they'll get, what a lift the fans will get. 
but if Celtic get it you could just see them going on and just doing what they do week in week out just dominating possession dominating the game and going on to win it and of course Mark Wilson you wonder how important today is for Rio Hitati Leal Abada Jota and maybe even more so Conor Goldson and, and Ryan Kent because from what we're led to believe the Celtic trio returned to training early this week trained all week Conor Goldson only returned yesterday mm. which strikes you then that, that today could be make or break in terms of, of who makes tomorrow's game certainly will be and I think everyone knows that you don't do too much the day before a game but mm, sure. you quickly realise if you're fit or not to if, you, play. if you're feeling it from yesterday then. yeah yeah, of course so Conor Goldson big one for Michael Beale used today to assess him and see how he's feeling I would probably suggest he would give him to tomorrow morning also to see if he's any ill effects but for the Celtic trio I think that that would be fine if they've trained all week I read Ange Postacoglu saying if they get through today then they're fit enough to play even though Two of them haven't played for a month. The last time Jota played was against Rangers. Um, I don't think there's any fears in terms of physical fitness. It's all about the reaction to those injuries and training days. So I think Celtic will have the full quota. But for Goldson, it might be touch Mm. and go. That's the thing, Gordon. I'm not sure any of this, because of the gap at the top of the league, the head-to-heads, I'm not sure any of this necessarily skews... Who's who's the favourite for the match But you've got two entirely different scenarios there Where you rock up tomorrow and everybody's fit Or Hatati makes it on one side And Goldson misses mm-hmm. out on the other or, you know, or vice versa So things could still shift a little bit before kick-off I oh, don't know how much, but at least a bit 100% because in a game like this, Gordon As a manager, you want your best players available There's no doubt in that And you're not telling me that Hatati doesn't make Celtic a better player when he's playing. You're not telling me that the Rangers don't look defensively more solid with Goulson in there. Um, so I think for both sets of um, managers, I think they'll be desperate to have everything at their disposal tomorrow because it's such a big, important game. And the most important thing as well is, as much as you're starting to live is important, your substitute bench is the ones that can come on and win the, the game for you. I think it's more crucial that Goldson's fit for Rangers than Hitati, Jota or Abadez for Celtic. Just purely because of the strength of the squad. But Fraser's right, Rangers against Celtic this year. Rangers have conceded 11 goals against Celtic in four games. And three of those games, you could say Celtic haven't been at their sparkling best. So it shows you something wrong. And I know Goldson was part of that, but he's definitely a better bet in there. Than Suter and Davies together Now that's not to say I think Suter will drop out I think Davies has been The weak link In mm. there so far Be interesting to see Who that partnership is tomorrow I think it is important That Jota, Abada and Tatati Are involved Because None of them were involved Last week against Motherwell I thought Celtic's quality level dropped The intensity level dropped uh, And it, it showed to me That they really I mean Who doesn't need Their best players about them and Hatati, Jota and Abada make a huge difference in this particular fixture. I think it's important that Celtic have them. Fraser? Yeah, I was just going to say, I think it's one of these situations where if you look at Goldson, I think uh, we, if possible, Rangers will take a gamble. You've got five substitutes nowadays as well, but Rangers don't have anything else to play for at the end of the season. If this was this time last year, they were still in the, the running for the title, they were heading towards the Europa League final. You might have thought, well, I'm not going to take a risk in the, in a, in a semi-final because that's him out for the season. I think if Coldson can get on the park, they will try and get him on the park. Because if he breaks down and misses the end of the season for Rangers as a club, 
it's not too big a, a, a damage because they've got nothing else to play for between now and the end of the season. So I think he's very important. I agree with Mark totally. I think he's absolutely vital to the way that Rangers play. I think he's a, a good defender, probably their best defender. So if they can get him on the field of play, they will tomorrow. Uh, OK, let's park that for now. I'm absolutely certain we'll discuss it more as the afternoon progresses. And of course, five o'clock on a Saturday is your chance to have your say on the open line But for now We do have big league fixtures To look forward to Nothing in the top flight They've gone on a bit of a break uh, Before the post split fixtures Kick off next week But our three o'clock games We'll do the final build up to them next The team with the biggest support In Glasgow and the West This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard if you're just joining us Inverness Cali Thistle are through to the Scottish Cup final Well done to them A 3-0 victory against Falkirk on the day at Hamden And of course Rangers and Celtic to follow tomorrow But it's been a good few weeks now Since Hugh Keevans officially declared Because he decides that the business end of the season was open And you can really see that in the Championship and beyond This afternoon It is my favourite stat by a mile I'm going to mention it until we're blue in the face Only one team in the Championship Knows that they'll be in the championship next season That's how much they've got to play for Top, middle and bottom of the table today So let's go back to Capelo Because that's the one at the top Morton, Queen's Park What is the deal, David Friel With no one seemingly wanting to actually kick on And take this title race by the scruff of the neck Is it is it a quality thing? Is it a pressure thing? How do you view it? I think it's probably a mix of everything, Gordon, to be honest with you. I don't think the quality is great, but I also think it's so competitive and it's so tense. And as you're saying, everybody's playing for something that I think that then bleeds into the games and maybe it becomes a bit more frantic than it should be. But, you know, Queen's Park have put themselves in an unbelievable position, Gordon. It was only two years ago today when they get presented with a League Two trophy. They were still in League Two two years ago. They then got up last year. Through the playoffs, I don't think anybody expected it. And if he'd have said to Owen Coyle at the start of the season that he would be in this position with two games to go, I think he'd have laughed at you. You know, it was always a long-term project. Leanne Dempster's in, doing a lot of work behind the scenes, obviously Lesser Hamden as well. But they've surpassed expectations. And also, I think it also has to be pointed out, Gordon, and maybe people just kind of lazily will look at it as if they must be spending an absolute fortune. They're not. You know, if you look, obviously, Owen Coyle has looked at the loan market and brought in guys like Malachi Boateng and Stephen Ezzy and guys like that. But... You look at the squad, there's a lot of guys, Lee Day, Tommy Robson, you know, Louis Longridge, Grant Savory, Connor Shields, guys who have been about Scottish football for a few years and you know they lost their captain in January. You know, Simon Murray, I, I know Queen's Park get outbid in terms of wages by two or three clubs. They couldn't you know, it's not as if they're just chucking money at this. So I think they deserve to be where they are. They've obviously stumbled in the last few weeks, but here it is, as I say, it's a two game season now for Queen's Park. You know, any kind of result today and you know they may end up just needing a draw next week against Indeed to get to promotion that would be three successive promotions up to the Premiership which would be an unbelievable achievement Yeah it certainly would for Owen Coyle uh, I take David Freewell's point entirely about the personnel that Owen has at his disposal it would not be good enough for the Premiership there would have to be an overhaul of the, the first team playing staff if they do go up uh, which I hope they do for people of my generation to think of Queen's Park, former amateur side and proud of it being back in the top flight in this day and age is unbelievable. But there's an awful lot of work to be done and uh, I wish they would get Lesser Hamden completed because they wouldn't be allowed to play at View in the Premiership so that would have to change as well. They'd have to go hunting for a home. Uh, but 
I'll allow this bit of romance to get in the way of the discussion. I simply hope that Queen's Park go back into the top flight because it would be a story and a half. Mm, and, and look, Owen Coyle's been there and done it in a sense. David Friel, I can't remember which vacancy it was recently. Maybe it was Motherwell or around that time. And the, dis- the discussion came up on the show about, at the moment... No one's really looking at the championship managers Why is that not there? Why is there not that progression Where premiership clubs think Okay, who's Or the the small premiership clubs think Who are the managers in the championship That are up and coming Doesn't really seem to be happening But I do wonder Particularly if we can get into these playoffs If Dougie Emery can start entering that discussion Yeah, I think Dougie Emery certainly would Gordon, as I said He's he's done an incredible job He seems to to me, it really reminds me, I know he'd a spell at Livy as a coach there, it reminds me of what David Martindale's done at Livingston, you know, he's taking guys that have maybe lost their way, maybe guys with a point to prove, giving them a home, getting the best out of them, they're very, very fit, they work, you know, you watch the running they do, as I said, it's just like watching Doogie play, but they can also play a bit of football, a lot of creativity, he's got guys like Calvin Miller, Jai Katongo today, he'll be down the wings and, you know, try to find George Oakley through the middle, another player who... You know, a couple of years ago was doing really well for Hamilton and Inverness and stuff like that. So, no, Dougie's done very, very well. I think he'll get a chance. I do think he'll get a chance. But you know, this is a good place to serve your apprenticeship, and he's certainly doing it very well. Yeah, I mean, a real mixed bag though. If you get promoted and lose on beat the pundit in the same season, you know, we got to got to take the the rough with the smooth, I guess, in football. Uh, and again, Fraser Wisher for air. You know, sitting outside the playoff places now, having you know been at the been higher than this, flying high at the, the right end of the table. For so long this season They'll be looking to try and finish well And get in those playoff spots On their hands Although they're outside of the playoff spots Two wins and they'll be, they'll be above Inverness Cali Thistle you know, And that's how tight it is Because you're looking at Morton as you're talking about Dougie Emery there from 51 points And Inverness in 55 And there's four teams involved in that playoff Going for two spots But for United it's quite simple Just win today, win, win next week And they're there you know, Because we love uh, Inverness and neither Thistle or, or Aero could catch them as well. So sorry, so then Morton can't catch them either. So fairly straightforward for them. But uh, how they do that is is, is obviously under the, a bit of pressure. But couldn't be much easier in a sense. I don't want to say it's going to be easy, but everything's pointing that direction. Looking to my left, watching the Wraith Rovers players warm up. You're used to 20 players being out there in, in the Premiership games and about three or four coaches and physiotherapists and sports scientists. There's Ian Murray, Colin Cameron, who still looks a million dollars. Colin, a former teammate of Gondiels and Miner for a short spell at Hearts as well. Looking at a million dollars, looks like he still play, but he can't. So, and, and 12 outfield players, there's hardly anybody there. So the options are very, very slim. And if they get an injury or two, then you might even see Robbie Thompson, the goalkeeper, the reserve goalie, come on outfield. So all points towards here, getting the victory and then giving themselves the, uh, an ideal chance of getting into, into the playoffs. But uh, just interesting, you know, Depot Akinuemi, of course, is the, the star player. And I just saw Kenny Jackett, you know, the former manager of Watford and uh, I think Wolverhampton, Swansea, a few other teams as well. I, I checked, he's now director of football at Gillingham and I presume he's up to watch Depot as well because he scored so many goals. He's attracting uh, attention from down, down south and now he's 25, I think he's out of contract as well. Air wouldn't get a transfer fee for him, but if he could fire them into the playoffs and maybe maybe even into the Premiership what an end to his his short career here that would be yeah it would be absolutely incredible and I, I'm torn here Mark Wilson because I've gone from you know sort of game face on business end of the season this is when things are won and lost 
to stuff all that, I want to see the sub goalie coming on outfield for Wraith Rovers. That's what I need from this afternoon. (laughs) Forget the rest. That's all I'm looking for today, to hear that news from Fraser, that we're seeing a goalie outfield. I hope they've got the strip printed for him, just in case with the right number. Remember David James came on for Man City? By the way, Willow Flood had to sit on the bench to the know and watch David James go on ahead of him. (laughs) See, this would be different, but yeah, I mean... If I have noticed this in the last couple of weeks Fraser and maybe like we don't get the chance to shine a light on the, the championship when the top flight's in, in full flow but to have what did you say it was 12 outfield players available 12 outfield players yeah that's, and Robbie that, Thompson and the bench like Saturday morning stuff there are group chats everywhere this morning you know just about managing to, to dig that out for that to be the case at one of our teams in the championship is, it's remarkable isn't it yeah, they've got seven injuries and all to first team players like Dylan Easton and Aidan Connolly and Jamie Gullen and Esma Concalves and then last week Lewis Vaughan just back from all these long term injuries and Tom Lang from their outstanding centre back this year they get sent off so they're suspended and, and they got Sam Stanton back during the week apparently and Aidan Connolly pulled up yesterday as well so it's one of those kind of times for, for, for Wraith Rovers I mean you were talking earlier on about them being the only team who know where they're going to be next year and that's the case Thankfully for Ian Murray, they're not in a relegation battle. Can you imagine they were down at the bottom and having to go in with, with 13 players? But that, that's, the way, that's the way it's just fallen for them. Uh, and, and it's just to be interesting to see how, with a couple of young lads at the back, they've got, I think they've got two left-backs playing in centre-back position. It's, it's going to be a strange formation. Sometimes it just works. It just takes the pressure off. You can go and enjoy it, sit back, allow all the pressure to go on there and try and hit them on, on the break. But uh, I think it'll be a lonely day for William Accio, the, the lone striker for Wraith Rovers. Tell you what, the soundtrack at Somerset is. If that can't get you up for a good afternoon of association football, shut this game since I was there. I've got to say, me, I'm very impressed. Yeah, turn it down to you. Yeah, it's terrible. Oh, it's far too loud, you. Yeah, far too loud. That's, I agree, Fraser. That's why you are where you are. <laughs> I can't imagine the teams running out to Leonard Cohen though, as you would have it if you well, had your way. Bit of Johnny Mitchell, big <laughs> yellow taxi. That would get you really up for the big game, <laughs> big promotion push. Anyway, right, we'll leave that one there. And Partick are both. I would expect a big, hopeful crowd from the from the, the Partick Thistle fans today, Dave Galloway. Yes, indeed, Gordon. There's a very healthy Partick Thistle contingent uh, in the stadium, uh, beginning to make their presence felt now. Partick, of course, after hammering Cove Rangers and Queen's Park back to back, they really wanted to keep that momentum going, but you know they've had to settle for draws in their last two games. They scored an injury time as well to rescue a point at Hamilton Ackes, and you have to wonder how valuable could that be at the end of the day. It's just so tight, isn't it, in the uh, promotion playoff zone are both on the other hand they would already be safe in the championship if they'd beaten Cove but you know they conceded that late late uh, goal and they've not been able to build any sort of run at all draw defeat draw defeat in the previous four matches but a word for Dick Campbell uh, you know if he managed to keep the Red Lichties in the championship four seasons running that would be a brilliant achievement in itself Yes, looking forward to that one then. That's your three championship games this afternoon and they kick off next. The winning team all season long. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Three o'clock Saturday afternoon means there is football kicking off up and down the country. No top flight, of course, today, but we do have featured championship games. We have a Scottish Cup semi-final to look back on and another Scottish Cup semi-final to preview tomorrow. So lots to get involved with, as always, for you on a Saturday afternoon. Sit back and relax if you can. 
We'll take you through it all And your chance to have your say On the open line A bit later on this afternoon Gordon DL, Mark Wilson, Hugh Keevans Are in the building You've only got three championships yeah. Let's try the championship yeah. Every week, all season long You have made a complete mess Of your make-believe ACA oh. In the Premiership How are you going to go today? I'm going to start by saying Wraith Rovers have no incentive At Somerset Park And uh, according to Fraser, no players. Have any players. So I have to think that A United will win that. Otherwise, questions should be asked of Lee Bull, and maybe time for him to go if he doesn't win that one. Um, <laughs> I will also think that Morton will beat Queens Park because that's the way this division rolls. Oh, it's big. It's a that, big call. That, I know, but that's the way that True. division rolls. So I think Morton will beat Queens Park, and I'm taking Partick Thistle to beat Arbroath. I'm the same as you Ayr will beat Wraith With all the problems But they need to win Ayr To keep their promotion Hopes alive To get into the playoffs um, I think Queen's Park Will get the job done At Morton I get what Hugh's saying And Morton have been Up and down this season But I just think There's too much at stake For Queen's Park To slip up this time And I think Thistle Will get a result At home to our broth um, I'm going Ayr United Draw Morton At Queen's Park Draw Thistle of Broth. Oh. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Goal flashes. With Clyde Build Windows and Doors. Buy now, pay nothing till 2024. Let's see how they pan out then. That's us up and running in the three o'clock games. Do you know what I was thinking? Mm. All the talk about Wraith Rovers there. And it's a remarkable scenario. They've got 12 outfield players, they've got their sub goalie. Here's a question for you Do you think the Wraith Rovers fans? Would rather A. See their sub goalie Come on outfield today Or B. See you 62 <laughs> years of age In your current state Come on This only, afternoon Only one answer to that Depends if they want goals um, Obviously <laughs> Do you think you could still notch <laughs> Against some of these players in the All day long Just feed me <laughs> Feed me the right ball. <laughs> that's a problem. Somebody <laughs> Star me. And then, oh, listen, I could pounce on in that box, 18-yard box. Unbelievable. Be an interesting poll, wouldn't it? Yeah. you imagine that when the manager turns round and he's got, that's his choice, he's got the sub-goalie or uh, him. I don't know what I would prefer In his 1984 Copas Oh yeah To see him going on And embarrassing himself Or the embarrassment Of getting a goalie Chosen over him And being just that One with soul Sitting on the bench Well hold on Right What is the difference Between Me and the championship Than what I'm at 61 just now Age really I was never You say that as if That's some sort of Small (laughs) insignificant thing No but I was never What man of their 60s Comes on and plays In the championship I wouldn't wouldn't chase Fullbacks in my heyday I was not interested In going up against Big centre halves I was just A flamboyant (laughs) Goal scorer And when you're 62 It's that yard You know what like it is Half a yard Boom there's your dinner. Thank you very much. You can't much. even kick a football now. <laughs> but I wasn't Seen good you. at kicking a football when I played. This is <laughs> what I'm trying to <laughs> at say. At least he's you. honest. I, I was. That, I true. was just a natural goal scorer. I was a born goal scorer. This is the last argument. You had a hip replacement for Kessie. <laughs> <sake. laughs> yeah, this which makes me better. The Ian Murray needs the man's <laughs> in a state. Yeah, he's but. faced with the prospect of his goalkeeper coming on as an outfield player. And now we're discussing the return of the <laughs> dagger. The, the only thing is, if we had a flying winger, I'd need to be toddling up there shooting slow down. Exactly. 
Take an extra touch, take an extra touch. <laughs> anyway, on that bombshell, Hugh Keevens, if you don't mind. Let's go. The first half teaser with the Scottish Sun.co.uk slash football for the best football news and opinion online. Topicality is everything in this game. Can you tell me the last eight Scottish players to score in a Scottish Cup final for either Celtic or Rangers? Now, be very careful with the wording. The last eight Scottish players to score in a Scottish Cup final for either Celtic or Rangers. Who were they? I like that question because it's definitely doable. But it might cause you one or two difficulties So at Clyde SSB Get all your answers down Stick them on one tweet Send it over there at Clyde SSB And try to do it quicker than everyone else It's that simple That's the first half teaser A nice list for you And we'll have a good question Of who am I later on in the show I can see Mark Wilson and Gordon Dale Whispering furiously mm-hmm. I think we're off to a good start Daft schoolboys up the back of the classroom Four Copying each other's homework Four already Four already Oh you two do not hang about It's a pleasure to watch Two men that take their business very seriously here Stick stick down for five On a Saturday afternoon Let's work in the other three Uh, Right okay Not a great deal of football to, To tell you about of course this afternoon Usually on a Saturday At this time we've got goals raining in Sometimes in the Premiership But we don't have them there on the Sort of a rare break if you like Before the last Home straight. What will the Celtic and Rangers players be doing right now, Mark? What will the schedule look like? Three, three o'clock. So they'll stay. Okay. They'll both stay somewhere tonight. Of course, yeah. yeah. Um, as they usually do. His new pub. Yeah. <laughs> well, one <laughs> of nice the teams. Plug. One of the teams would be. Um, I wouldn't imagine they'd go anything out the ordinary in terms of where they stay. Some teams, when they get to this position in a, a, a cup final, sometimes it's a wee treat to take their team. Away or a cup final to take their team away to a different hotel. I think Celtic, Celtic Rangers I mean, are Celtic slightly stay different. every week, don't yeah. they? So they're not going to. So they've been the same place uh, training. I think it would have finished a, a couple of hours ago. You think yeah. a bit of train later? Anyway, they'd be at the hotel either having some lunch or just having some downtime in the room. Probably a meeting, maybe before dinner, um, and then dinner probably about seven pm, uh, just to go over some last minute. Details. That's the way it was in my day. I, day. I don't think mm. it's changed too I mean, much. Granted, I asked the question, and I'm now going to squash it a bit. Is it less? Is there much less? In, take, take Celtic for example. Done this many, many times. Yeah. You know, it's a, it'll just be routine. You know, if you're talking maybe yeah. Falkirk and Burness last night. Oh, it's much different. One or two of these Rangers players, maybe. But again, they've even had experience this season, so. Um, does that help? You know, the more you did these occasions as a Celtic player, did it help? Oh, of course, of course. You know where you're going, you know the environment you're going to be walking into the next day in terms of the surroundings and what's expected to you, of you in that semi-final. But the night before, were, when I got to, when I was at Dundee United, these events were much more unique. I remember when I got to my first semi-final with Dundee United against Hibs, Scottish Cup, and we went away and stayed at the hotel. Never, never done that with Dundee United. That was at the ordinary. Did but, you enjoy that, Mark? I didn't. Well, I, I did on my I first occasion. But Go. when I was Celtic, it was it was every week. Mm-hmm. We stayed in hotels. So for these mm-hmm. Celtic Rangers boys, it's it's nothing out the ordinary. Um, I just hated sleeping in a strange bed, a strange place. I just did not like it. I, I, I thought I'd rather spend the night before a game at home, meet up, 
have an early. Yeah, but as Mark says, like these Celtic players do this every week. This is uh, now but really that's a bit of an issue for them. Cog will, will retrace every step from every previous weekend. There will not be one deviation from anything. He strikes me as that kind of guy. We prepare as we prepared for Motherwell last weekend, and he will not deviate. No goals to tell you about in our featured games yet. A decent start from both is David Friel's offering between Morton and Queen's Park. Remember, that's the one that has a huge knock-on effect at the top of the table. If Queen's Park can get that win this afternoon, they very much go into that straight shootout with Dundee for the title, for promotion, in the driving seat. You'd fancy that if you're Queen's Park. I, I think that... If only Coyle, of which he probably would have, and the rest of the players watched last night's game, Friday night football, love it. Um, I thought Dundee were dreadful. I really did. Take nothing away from Cove. They came with a game plan, fighting for their lives. Um, but I thought Dundee were dreadful. And if you go and get a good result today, you've got them okay. It's, it's Stenhouse Muir, Oakleview, sorry. Um, I like you, your version Whatever that was You said I Oak of you um, I feel that You must Fancy your chances To go and Clinch that title But Queen's Park Have done that as well This season You know When you Most expect them to win yeah. They fall over their feet That's the thing I mean Fair play to Dundee They're on a, a Decent enough Unbeaten run If you want to spin it That way Mark but they've got one win and four draws in their last five games. That's not generally title-winning for... I you know that the finish line's in sight and you really put your foot to the floor and go for it. And we're mentioning Queen's Park. In their last five, they've got one win, but one draw and three defeats. Yeah. And they, they can also still, you know, very much... Well, it shows you it. what's at stake and how that has filtered down to the playing squad. You know, it's never easy when you get to this stage of the season and the finish line... From the line is just there and you think you know Premiership is betting the nerves get to you and you can quite clearly see both sides the nerves have got to them I can provide some good news for you and the family Hugh Keevans if yeah. anyone's interested Brighton are one up on Wolves well, yeah, where are Brighton sitting in the league at the minute because if every they, time we see them here yeah. they look to be winning if they win their games in hand they'd go above Liverpool um, and they'd still be in with a shout uh, of uh, the big prize Champions League but, um, you know, I had to explain to a 14-year-old last Sunday that penalty shootouts, Ooh. that's what happens to you even at Wembley. It wasn't great, was it? No. Um, so I, I happened to be at the boxing last night. I was with a, a former great champion, Jamie Moore, European champion, Commonwealth champion, British champion. Uh, and I said to him, you're from Manchester, are you a red or a blue? And he said, oh, red. And I said, well... I hope Man City absolutely destroy you at Wembley in the 3rd of June. I think there's every chance. That's uh, a brave comment to say to yeah. a boxing champion. Uh, lovely man he was, lovely man. Uh, Paddy Redding inches wide, 25 yards out. Uh, Rafe have started confidently, says Fraser Wishart, which is interesting. We did say that there's, well, there are major, major uh, personnel issues there in that one. Would Gordon DL or Are they singing my name to come on you? Not yet, not yet. Wonder who the other sub is. It's on the bench. You know, the outfield player. I must mean, be like you're guaranteed to come on. We couldn't have handpicked a better fixture as well. Mm. You know, it's that, it's that Somerset. It's the Gordon DL Derby. Mm, exactly. Oh, get him down there. Get a taxi. I, I, who do you want to win that one? Oh, I'm, look, Wraith have nothing to play for, right? So, so he wants them to win so that he no, don't get no, promoted to take I, the shine I just, off what he achieved. I want, yeah. I want a manager just to take this weight off my shoulders. I've been carrying it for years. So successful at the club. 
won titles, finished second in the Championship Cup final, semi final. Somebody mm. take over, please. I Come hope, on, Lee. I hope Billy Dodds was asked today post match <laughs> at Hamden. Billy, how does leading your team into the final as a manager compare to scoring a hat trick against Gordon Diel's air and getting there as a player? That'd be a good question. Surely we've got the, the pool to do that. that didn't yes. Mm, see, oh. you didn't you didn't highlight him in your yeah. pre-match analysis. We didn't did you? do the video on the Monday. <laughs> <laughs> we left that one out. Now yeah. there's a thing. The Vernon nil Clyde yeah. won. If Clyde win, then Peterhead lose. Peterhead are relegated. Is it, is it even a point for Clyde? I think maybe. I think. Um, is that win? Either way, you're right. Jim Duffy's side can do the business and. The Dunfermline players away on their holidays oh, already. Oh, yes. Sombreros on, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. We had James McPake on the show, didn't we, last week? I just wonder if they've, even if it's a subconscious thing. By the way, he's done a good job, James McPake, when he lost his job at Dundee, you know, under some what unusual circumstances, mm-hmm. some would say. And then he took a wee bit of time out, then took a big job. And bounce right back up. You wonder just when you were chatting about two promotions on his CV and already. Premiership and as a relatively young manager coming up, you'd wonder if he'd be one that people would look at. No, I think, I, I, I think next next season will be a big season for him. I think he's went into a very good club, right? So as you say, it's a big club down there in the uh, League One now, promoted to a Championship. But I think that if he gets off to a good start next year um, yeah. and. Then it's like everyone else. Could you say that earlier, Gordon? Some clubs they look at that championship, and there's some managers in there doing good jobs, but they seem to get overlooked just now. Um, so I think James McPeak has still got next year mm. to to prove everybody. Yeah, listen, you you may be right. I'm not necessarily disagreeing, but the point would still stand. There can't be many 38 year olds with two promotions on their CV. That's good going at that stage. Yeah, yeah, but I think I think he's rebuilding his his reputation after obviously Dundee mm. scenario. Yeah, but as Mark know. says, for many people that was actually a harsh call from from Dundee. Yeah, but for other people it may be the right call. Um, but what I'm saying is he's gone in a positive step. He's made he's made that by getting promotion with a good club. Just now you look at um, that ch- championship. There's if he can get that going. There's not many bigger clubs in that. They're a big mm. club, don't family. Don't worry, Hugh, the yeah. Seagulls are two up now. Uh, yep. I like this description from David Friel, who tells me there was a Morton free kick on the edge of the box because Charlie Fox did a Cruyff turn in his own box and then got the ball taken off him as he sauntered out and booted Muirhead, who takes the, <laughs> who takes the free kick and it was blocked. So all the excitement was in the, the awarding of the free kick rather than the execution itself your first half teaser is up and running there at Clyde SSB if you want to give it a go the Mark Wilson uh, attempt so far he's doing okay he's won wrong I want you to tell me the last eight Scottish players to score in a Scottish Cup final for either Celtic or Rangers the last eight Mm. Scottish players so if you like Tom Rogic you've got a problem with your geography let's the um, last eight Scottish players even if you write Tam that doesn't or, include, or doesn't Tom, get him in no. or Tommy how's Tam Rogic doing now he doesn't play very West often Brom. for West Brom I don't think yeah. one of the oddest decisions I think yeah. we've came mm-hmm. across in recent times in Scottish football my way back home and then signs for a team who's this uh, uh, thanks for listening <laughs> who's this yeah Tom Rogic oh yeah yeah what were you doing there instead of listening? I was I was getting you one you for a teaser you were stretching no I was getting you one for a teaser <laughs> I'm in Right, okay. 
Yeah, I think he last played. He did last weekend. To be fair, he did. But he came on for a minute, apparently twenty minutes the game before. I've seen that. I was watching that game. He came on with about two minutes to go or something. Mm. Didn't have an impact in the game. Uh, I've got to say, <laughs> hanging, hanging about. I've got uh, that. Must I don't know if Mark or Fraser. They'll probably be better off telling us if they've ever had that coming off, coming on with a minute or two minutes to go. Have you ever had that scenario? <laughs> Why have you singled it, mean Fraser? Though? Well, it never happened to me. But Coming on for the last minute? Uh, I don't think so. Who's putting no. the right back on with a minute to I go? Know. Oh, well, defensively. No. You know, you're holding to run on. down the clock. You know what I, I mean? tell you what's a hard one. See, Get coming Fraser on, at on with the long throw-ins. I remember coming on at half-time uh, a couple of times, but once it was uh, Celtic Rangers, the, the year we won the league, 2009, and it was that midweek game. And I think it was, was it two? We were winning 2 1 half time, and Lee Naylor had to come off anyway. I got oh, put on no. left back. So, you know, if it goes wrong, it's your fault, basically. <laughs> and I did go wrong because Nacho <laughs> Novo scored in behind me. Here he comes, here's Robson. It, it was that the game, it was 2 2 anyway, and we scored in the very last oh, seconds. Very well. good well ahead. Well. Uh, was, uh, the only thing good I did that night was celebrate at the final whistle. Yeah. That was the only good thing, but that was a hard task. Uh, thinking back to the conversation earlier about the goal, you know. Manager turns round, sees the goalie, and one outfield sub. And does he put the goalie on first? You ever had any embarrassing moments where someone was selected ahead of you to get the the shout off the bench? Uh, I think under what circumstances that could. I'm assuming a goalie's never been put on before. No, <laughs> no, you're in trouble if that happens. I'm trying to think. There must have, I guess, been a sub quite a bit, especially at Celtic sitting there. You think there's always a chance when somebody goes down injured, but someone else gets picked ahead of you. Sometimes a younger player <laughs> in the nose is a wee bit of a joint. Aye, that's when you. My biggest embarrassment know. in football was I was told I was playing on the Tuesday and I didn't even make the squad on Saturday. <laughs> Aye, that's good. <laughs> that's that's hard to be. Hold on, you, tra- you trained that poorly from Tuesday to Saturday. No, 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 no. I was a uh, League Cup final against Celtic. I was in Trun. And John Gregg pulled me in and says, look, you're playing, make sure that you're up for it, everything, you're playing up front with Derek Johnston. This is Tuesday. Tuesday. Right. Thursday, Gordon Smith walked into the hotel and loaned from Brighton. <laughs> On the Saturday, I was handed John Gregg's keys, his BMW, and told to drive up the road, and I had to take my gear off the team bus, and uh, put it in his car, and drive up and play with the reserves. It's taking your gear off the team but, bus. Yeah, and I couldn't find it. No, I was away and everybody's gear was. Oh, I'm in there, full out, looking about for my gear. <laughs> oh. were, you, were you quite happy when Celtic won the final? Then? It was two one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, remember that? Yeah, <laughs> you would be a guy that oh. would have been delighted. <laughs> I know him, you. He would have been Selfish. sitting there going, "Yes." Oh. <laughs> we've, all, we've all came across some of those guys. No, no, no at all. I was rooting for my fellow. Colleagues Charlie Nicholas and Murder McLeod right? That's right uh, Was it Or was it David Proven Free kick or something No no That was a, another I know I, who I trust yeah. more Yeah probably this, you But uh, the moral of the story was I was all geared up And I ended up <laughs> Didn't you make the The squad I'm delighted with that I must say Were you uh, my, my family were standing outside Hamden in tears And you were <laughs> delighted with that That's the kind of person <laughs> you are yeah, and I've never lived it down they didn't even get any the game. They didn't even get any game. They were going up and saying, "No, no, no, it's uh, Gordon Rangers number eight. Uh, two tickets, please." Like, no, he's not even the team sheet, son. 
<laughs> no mobiles in those days. Superb. Uh, yeah. Sterling Albion won 4 for nil. Josh Cooper must be trophy day, I think, for Sterling Albion, having won it last week. Uh, but no let off yet, not disappeared on the holidays, as you can uh, sometimes be the case at this time. Did you try to think, Mark, in you, any of your hmm. title wins, the games that followed? Is, is there a, a, a weird atmosphere around them? Are uh, the uh, commitment levels where they should be? <laughs> we bit flat. Um, I remember, was it my... I think it was the first league title I won at Celtic. We'd won it at home to Hearts. We won 1-0. John Hartson scored midweek game. And that was the pressure off. We did all our celebrating on the pitch that night. And then, I, I don't know if it was a couple of games later, it was trophy day. I'm sure it was against Hibs at home. And that was a bit of a strange atmosphere. It was a bit... Flat. The game ended no no, which or it was a one one or no no. Anyway, just a flat atmosphere. Um, it's always when you clinch the title that's that's your greatest achievement because the the pressure lifts off your shoulders. But when you've got a couple of weeks to wait before you get the actual trophy, then it's mm, it's not the same. You enjoy the night actually after it better than the actual game and the presentation still no goals in any of our featured championship matches it is a sort of nervy cagey time of the season with lots to be won and lost maybe that is playing a part Sam Ashford has hit the post for air a low shot from 25 yards um, it's almost understandable you know when push gets to shove and you know the, the, you really have to be very careful Nerves do get the better of them. I mean, look at uh, St Mirren last weekend when it was top six time. Uh, down at home, I was speaking to a St Mirren fan last night who was at the game and said they didn't just go down. Kilmarnock ran all over them. So it, it can happen. You can be swallowed up by the occasion. The Palmerston Pep is not letting his players off the hook. I don't think they've got much uh, going to, to play for the end of the season Harry mm. Cochran has scored Queen of the South beating Airdrie at Airdrie there's a name that was full of promise eh? I know when he broke through oh. at Hearts was it against Celtic was yep, it he was 16 outstanding years and uh, just injuries and a lack of form his fed into how his career probably not going the way everyone suspected nope absolutely not apparently Dougie Emery and Owen Coyle are having a shouting contest at the side says David Field both are very vocal but Coyle is winning it relentless at each other no no just just seeing who can shout the most oh. yeah Coyle Coyle likes because the dugouts are right next to each other at uh, Capolo yeah you could they're so so close Good Oh, that close. Are dead, they dead okay. close. In fact, you, if you were at the game, you could recognise who was shouting the loudest. That's how close they are. I've told you before that I think the story when <laughs> Morton knocked Motherwell out of the League Cup under Ian Barraclough, probably near the end of Ian Barraclough, yeah. I suspect. And Hugh will know this side of it The facilities You just kind of go down And wait next to the tunnel At Capolo For the yeah. managers and so on To come out after the game And there was a proper Barney Going on Inside the Inside the away dressing room That night oh, And you could hear it all You couldn't You, you know You couldn't avoid it um, Probably to my untrained ear Sounded like it was more than verbal But I would yeah. never make accusations That about must be a dream team. for you guys Journalist down there uh, The, the touchline Yeah but bear in mind When it's your team Ah, I suppose <laughs> You've just been Knocked out of the cup From more 2-0 now For Pep Yep Palmerston mm. Pep Kieran McKechnie I don't, Do you know what See 
It's amazing how things catch on in this show. Because you you christened them that, and it's one of your it's one of your greats. I, I do love that. Thank you. You were very quick with it. So Wednesday night, show's just finished. I go straight to the gym on my way home. And you ever had your ego crushed like this before, right? Every day. So I uh, select the weights of my choice. I thought they were quite heavy, right? And a guy just leans over and goes, Wait till I tell the Palmerston Pep that's all you're benching. Oh, <laughs> oh. See, that's why I don't go to the gym. You don't want anybody out in but the it was, it was the use of the Palmerston Pep. Forget my weakness for one minute, right? It was the, oh, right, it was okay. the, the tagline is. It was the fact that that's them. become a thing. People yeah. are I think he'll, he'll embrace you. that, Marv. I think he'll like that. See, a draw is a defeat. A draw is a defeat. Oh, a draw is a disaster. A defeat is a catastrophe. That's the, that's the one for tomorrow. You know, we're talking a lot there about your career and, and so on, mm-hmm. um, as, as we somehow often do. It's funny that Alan Lamy sent me a cracker during the week, and I don't I, I don't even know what this is. I mean, it's a maybe a match programme or something like that, a kind of magazine that looks old. I mean, it would need to be um, for you, and it's got like a profile with you as a 17-year-old in it. And it's, yeah, and it says Gordon DL is one of the next generation of stars being brought oh. along carefully in the Ibrooks reserve side. Despite the fact he's only 17, you look about 40 there, the athletic Motherwell mm. youngster has already tasted first team football. Brought on as a substitute against Clyde in the League Cup. Was it? I didn't know that. That not your debut for Rangers, no? I have no idea what my You are joking me. <laughs> no, I have no idea, no. I don't know who my first game was and I don't know who my last game was. How so can you not know who I your game was? I can almost forgive your last game? game because you might not have known that it was your last game. Yeah. You don't remember if your Rangers debut was being brought on against Clyde in the League Cup at Ibrooks on September the 1st. On my life, no. What year was that? Oh, I don't know, 1943. Um, and then a full <laughs> outing against St Mirren at Love Street on November 10th, apparently. Oh, I remember that. Good, that's I remember great. that one. I'll tell you, on you why, because we were flying out to Monte Carlo after the game with the under 18 Scotland squad and this is true this is hold great. on you went from Paisley to Monte Carlo no no, no. sorry this people is, of Paisley uh, do you know this is common denominator no wonder I didn't become a big star that I should have Greggy right we get beat 2-1 that day I remember it I play outstanding right outstanding I was how we get beat I don't know get beat 2-1 I'm there with my Scotland gear on Somebody's waiting to take me to the airport to fly out, looking forward to it. Greggy turns around and he says, no, you're not going, you're, I need you for next week's squad, right? Didn't they play me? <laughs> Didn't so you play? missed your trip? Trip, missed my trip. <laughs> Like Do you that. think he just did something against you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's he knew I didn't have the ability. The, the more that this goes on, I'm absolutely <laughs> loving this. This well, must be early eighties or whatever. And there's a, it's there's a quote, one quote from me, and I'm just wondering. Oh, I can just almost no. imagine it. I loved the first team atmosphere. The pace was so much faster, but I felt the reaction from the big crowds helped make me quicker. Anyway, I never have said that in nonsense. a million years. That's nonsense. Uh, here's the, the crowd made you run faster. Gordon doesn't model his play on any favourite stars He prefers to play his own game (laughs) (laughs) Never a true Uh, word spoken I used to run like Kenny Dalglish when I was young Height 5'11 Not anymore Weight 10 stone 8 Definitely not anymore I was a whippet Joined S Club uh, S Club S S Form Called up um, Previous clubs North Motherwell Bonko YC And DL High School It says Well there you go You were at the same school weren't you? Yeah slightly different Yeah There you go Right what would this What's the next answer here Car 
Early 80s, remember, <laughs> you're 17 at the time. Uh, a Ford. Cortina. Yes, Ford Cortina. Oh, that was you do that look like a Cortina driver. Oh, but, but anyway, <laughs> the next paragraph, you think, see, see if I planned this show, I would actually have read this ahead, but it, it just came to me. The next paragraph uh, Gordon was included in a Scotland Scottish professional team for Monaco, but had to withdraw and recruit <laughs> to the Rangers first team. Aye, and I didn't even get playing. Uh, Monte right. Carlo is overrated. Oh, well, I've been once I made the big time, I decided to go. Some, things, some things never change. Yeah, Hobbies, snooker, golf. <laughs> Oh well, hold on a minute. Am I supposed to change my hobbies? Ah, develop. Look at this guy next to you. Yeah. Why he just walks. Hill walking. I like walking. The kilt walk. <laughs> what, Love what's your what's your highlight? I'm doing a bit of the kilt walk. I, I'm doing a bit of the I'm doing a bit tomorrow morning. Go you do it Three, for charity. Before, these for things, charity. Get that? before the big game, so I'm going to get up nice but, and early but, and get hold it. Hold on a minute. He, he's not completing it, which is not because right. he's working. He's in here, so he's going to walk because the kilt walk goes right past this yeah. building. So he's going to walk here and then just come in and do his shift. What's wrong with that? Give him a bit back. Are you right? So are you wearing? A kilt? Kilt? No, you, this is so what he's struggling to understand. Then. He's it's asked me this before. Walk. You don't need to wear a kilt. <laughs> For all those kilt walkers out there who are listening, you don't need to wear a kilt. Don't listen to him. If anyone is doing the kilt walk tomorrow, look out for Mark Wilson. He'll be the guy with With the red without face. the kilt. <laughs> you could do a lot worse than come and join me. Uh, it's not really my game. Well, Hugh, let's check in on this teaser if okay. we can. So, name the last eight players, Scottish players, to score in a Scottish Cup final for either Celtic or Rangers. I don't know how worried I am about this question hmm. Two producers on the show today Okay, We've got Scott and Dan You can pick your pick your fighter They've both sent me a list of Which people have won the teaser And both have sent me entirely different lists <laughs> That's a problem That's <laughs> a major issue Not only for this afternoon But it also makes me question the accuracy of this yeah. From the last 500 shows that we've done right. but, um, Anyway, you two argue amongst yourselves And uh, I'll try and Get some some wrong answers on this. So, let's see what we've got. Uh, give me your paper, Hugh Evans, and we'll see if we can do some some uh, wrong answers for everyone out there. Some good good attempts coming in. It has to be said. Most of you getting the getting in the right sort of neck of the woods. In fact, I can I can't see. Any, I, I, no one's having an absolute howler on this. They're all close. Ooh. Barry McBearface though <laughs> has got a bit of an issue. Oh. Because Stephen Cragen Stephen is Cregan. not Scottish. No, he's Irish. Also, uh, that was an own goal. The goal in question. So I don't think that. Yeah, uh, no. Yeah, it was because I was playing goal. No, we're not, we're not arguing about this Asked again. The Please, we're not. We're not arguing about this. Not again. Uh, what else have we got? Oh, Hugh, someone has actually gone in for the exact thing that you said. Not Tommy to Rogic. Do. Tom, Tom Rogic. It's Raiden who's on. You've also included Cham Edward. Come on, Scottish people only. Right. We've been waiting patiently for a goal and we've got one and it could barely be bigger. Goal flashes with Clydebilt Home Improvements. Morton nil, Queen's Park 1, Malachi Boateng, 32 minutes. It's a great curling finish from 16 yards and might that be one of the moments that Queen's Park fans look back on if they were to get themselves promoted to the top flight Remember a win today puts them very much in the driving seat It will still be a shootout against Dundee On Friday night for automatic promotion 
But that is exactly what Owen Coyle needed. As things stand, now has to turn into full-time result. But if you score first, you are doing two things. You are increasing your own optimism levels and you are putting the seed of doubt in Morton's mind that they can't get back at you. So it's a, a very, very good start for Oni Coyle and for Malachi Boateng. Yeah, big goal that. Yep, and you says as it stands, that would only leave Queen's Park needing a draw next week, which is obviously favourable, but um, a long way to go in that, the way this championship has been going this year. Nothing is desi- decided in the first 45 minutes of games, so... Long way to go, but good start for Queen's Park. The good thing for Queen's Park, they've got it in their own hands. Oh. You know, if they can see out a result today, and Matt's right, there's still a lot of football to be played down at Capolo. Um Then next week, packed house, they will fancy their chances. Said to Hugh before the show, the answer's probably no, but would Queen's Park have the option to change that game to Hamden next week? What game? No, it's no, it's no. At, it's it has to be. It's at yeah. uh, Oakville because there's been a dispute about the tickets. Remember, Dundee yeah. wanted a bigger yeah. allocation. Have they got it? And, and they got it. Went to the SPFL and got a bigger allocation. It's, so. it's, it's not the greatest place to play a, a, a play. Title decider. Yeah, I'm not being cruel to Stenis Moore. Obviously, mm. they're, they're uh, helping out Queen's Park, but it'd have been better if it'd have been at a better venue. It's live on the television as well. You know, it televised is poorly. You know, if you get a a better ground but however that's their adopted home and the circumstances if they get promoted it'll have served them very well absolutely Um, Malachi Boateng it's his 38th game of the season it's only his second goal not a bad time to get it and incidentally his first goal came against Morton as well I don't know what he's got against Morton um, but it's the second time this season and a real shot in the arm for Queen's Park getting closer it's funny because I feel like there was possibly this perception assumption whatever that Queen's Park would, would fall away eventually you know and like Dundee with the with the, the budget and the recent standing in the top flight mm. would come through and maybe Partick <coughs> Thistle uh, and maybe some of the others but I mean even if they do fall short they've not fallen away if you like you they're no. there they've taken it to the last day so um, it's shown that they've got a, a good bit about them well you could the fascinating prospect of a playoff between Dundee and Dundee United uh <laughs> Which has happened before, mm-hmm. and uh, the the city of Dundee would respond to that very well. Yeah, it's interesting. I asked you, Mark, what the the, the Rangers and Celtic players would be doing today. What a big week this could be for the Premiership teams. Yeah, um, I mean all across the board. But if we're talking relegation, things have, you know, there's a bit of momentum there for Dundee United. That's a great victory for Kilmarnock. It's now there's there's daylight. There's more than one result between Ross County and those two. And you just wonder what, what this week looks like. Does it look like coming up with some emergency plan and changing things drastically? Is it about getting players fit to come back and help you out? It's, it could be a crucial period. certainly is. I think for Dundee United and Kilmarnock, the breaks came at the wrong time because if you're Jim Goodwin with the results, three in the bounces, he's, he's won. You just want to keep going. You just want to keep in the same routine, keep the players fit and keep them going. Now, he's had this period of... What do you do? Do you give the players three or four days off to go and rest and recuperate because they're going to need to go again and that could include a playoff? Or do you just keep going the way you're going in for Kilmarnock again for Derek McInnes? Building on that away one would have been crucial. I was, it was interesting to hear Mark O'Hara the other day. I thought, 
with them getting into the top six. It might have been a case mm-hmm. of, okay, have a few days off and, mm-hmm. you know, it's holiday time's coming around soon. He says they're in most days and it was a normal working week. So managers will, will go about it in different ways. Malky Mackay, slightly different. I wonder if he's been working on something different because this period coming up. But sure. you just, just on that, on that appearance from... Mark O'Hara on the show which I yeah. thoroughly enjoyed and I, I by the really way his girlfriend's still sitting there <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's what I was getting to you as a, as, a, as a gentleman and who was brought up in the age of chivalry would you yeah. have got away with leaving Mrs Keevans in the car for an hour and a half while you come in to do a, a radio slot I don't know I'd be walking home were not the cars in those days yeah. over <laughs> in the horse and cart <laughs> yeah. no that would be quite straightforward I'd be walking home I, I'd come out to find that the car park minus the the Kivo mobile and uh, I'd be walking home and um, uh, you know this week has been good, fascinating on Super Scrober absolutely fascinating from uh, the second caller on Monday oh. Beal out to uh, requests for marital advice from Gordon DL it's the right place to come here. Robert from Partick yes. yeah. I actually had a tweet earlier He's from separated Derek. this week Derek, Derek FM sent me a tweet saying what time is the Dear DL hotline on Clyde SSB <laughs> and he sent me a picture of like you've been photoshopped uh, into some yeah, agony aunt Mark Robert, Wilson's Robert alongside you but I'll tell you what I was just going to pick up what Mark says you're talking about the, the relegation battle that could all change so quickly next week you look at the games Ross County play Livingston at home I fancy Ross County maybe got a result You've then got Kilmarnock going to an informed Motherwell at Fir Park, which was, will be very difficult. Mm. Okay, they're going off a great result against St Man. St Johnston Dundee United play each other. How much does it come into it that neither Livy or Motherwell have really got anything to play? I mean, Motherwell are not safe, but I think for most people you would you would sort of think it would take a, a strange uh, turn of events. Well, I think, I think um, you know, with the fact that um, Stuart Kettlewell's come in there, made such a difference, there'll be a good crowd, Gordon, because the fans are getting excited again about uh, Motherwell as a footballing team. So I think it's important for season tickets as well, for players to finish on a high. So I think that'll be a very good game. I think it'll be well attended. And then you've got St Johnston, who are right back in the mix against a Dundee United team that are started winning games so by next week at 5 o'clock at this time you could look at that bottom of the league and all of a sudden it's really really tight I think if you're Stuart Kettlewell you're thinking subconsciously I'm the smartest boy in the class here I came in when this club was really struggling and I have worked wonders and I think you want to be as good as you possibly can be over those last five games of the season to further underline your very quickly acquired reputation. The crowds, I was just about to say there, the, uh, am I right in saying Dundee United have sold yes. out their away allocation? Mm-hmm. Has St Mirren done the same away at Easter Road? Maybe. That's uh, the split for you, isn't Aberdeen, it? They all become crucial yeah. games. Crucial games. So for everyone that says the split is useless and it should be scrapped, then the, the fans who are paying their money to travel away from home mm. don't agree with that. Hugh. The grandkids oh. They'll be delirious Brighton 4 Wolves 0 Yeah um, Less than they're, 40 they're, minutes gone They're in the Amex This afternoon And uh, they'll be Absolutely thrilled Because they were um, Very despondent Monday morning Going to school After the Man United Penalty shootout But Seagulls are Soaring Three featured games for us in the championship. Only one goal across the three games, but it is a vital one. Queen's Park 1 0 up and edging closer. Still work to be done, lots of it, but edging closer 
to a potential promotion to the top flight. So we'll see if we get any more goalmouth action. Not much happening by the looks of it. Dave Galloway says good play by Tiffany. The ball scrambled behind for Thistle. Brownlee then snatched a shot at the edge of the box and it flew over. Aira not creating anything. Wraith are defending well. When is the sub goalie coming on though? <laughs> That's what we need to know, remember. Listen, I can be down there in 40 minutes if they need me. One outfield player and one sub goalie on the bench. Why, why, why is Wraith then not bring in some of the youngs players? There's nothing you play for. Why didn't? Why didn't? Surely there must be some up and coming young players that. But they, des- might, they might be so it. young. They might be so young that it'd be almost harmful. Mm, I, I would. I would. I would like to know the answer to that. I know that managers sometimes say, "Well, they've got to earn the right." They've got, but surely even travelling with the team. Being on the bench where they've got you, it's all part of picking up that. I guess the, the question would be if they got much of your system. Well, that's what that I was race. thinking, and I can. Uh, I bet Fraser Wishart's got a, a an answer y- to it. Yeah, because he says their young players will probably be amateurs and not registered. Yeah, so it's right, not like okay. uh, you know, it's not like uh, the big clubs with the academies, the professional academies that would feed in. Mm. So. Listen, that's fine. That's what we're here for to understand these things together. We're a big team. I'm glad. I'm mm-hmm. glad uh, Fraser um, settled that one for us. Which um, podium are you picking for the the teaser? Uh, producer Dan's pulled rank. He has just said use mine. Right. So he's confident. He's confident in his list, um, which is interesting because producer Scott also said use Dan's. So, <laughs> <laughs> so he's not so confident. Obvious. There's obvious self doubt, belief yeah. in there. But we'll get to that one last. Give it. Let's go for a. A two minute warning Hugh Remind me of the question Name the last eight Scottish players To score in a Scottish Cup final For either Celtic or Rangers We've got one of these Goal flashes With Clyde Built Home Improvements It's big It's big again Because they're all big This one could have implications At both ends of the table Partick Thistle won Up against Arbroath It was a lovely ball in From Stephen Lawless And Turner stooped To head the cross Into the net Get your cliche book out. Great time to score just before half time. And it's Partick Thistle 1 or Broth 0. Kyle is a game turner. Absolutely. I like it. Um, big crowd in there, Mark. They'll be they'll be going for it. What a campaign it's been for Thistle as well with the Ian McCall drama. Morton penalty though. Oh. Is this about to swing back? Are Dundee fans cheering the award of the Morton penalty against Queen's Park? Oakley brings down Katongo. That's what happens when strikers go back and get involved in that sort of thing. Um, Told you, never take anything for granted in that championship. Yeah, it's been uh, an unbelievable league. Yeah. Just touching on Thistle before the Morton penalty's taken, that that would put them, as results stand, up to third. Um, so, the incredible work from the time Chris Doolins came in and changed things. We all stood when Ian McCall lost at Ibrox and were quite shocked what happened, but mm. credit to Doolin. Experienced spot kick taker Who is it? Gillespie is going to take it For Morton He steps up Goal flashes With Clyde Built Home Improvements And we're level So it's as you were then Dundee fans You can breathe a sigh of relief The dread a bit more starts to creep in for Queen's Park Morton 1 Queen's Park 1 well, Good time to score here Yeah absolutely um, If only Coyle was the loudest of the two managers It'll be even louder still now. Uh, there's a you know Gordon always says that you can, you know, if you lose a goal early, 
Don't worry, there's plenty of time But when you lose a goal on the cusp of half time like that Soul destroying mm. Yeah, all to play for um, I'll be interesting to see how the second half develops here Important games um, There'll be a bit of nerves, of course there will be um, As long as Queen's Park Look, they've still got it in their own hands they um, obviously get this massive game against Dundee next week But they want to get into it full of confidence Dougie Emery, as the boys pointed out early Doing a terrific job down there His first man on jo- manager's job He's doing well, he's, he's cutting his teeth And uh, he's got his side well organised And uh, that'll be a difficult um, second half for both teams uh, Jack Healy has equalised for East Fife against Albion Rovers Did you see that tweet that was doing the rounds uh, earlier this week? Um, it was from someone called Tomo Who fair play has gone viral on Twitter Because he says In Scottish League 2, East Fife are 4th and 4th are 5th They play each other next week If it finishes 4th for 5, East Fife 4 Then 4th will go 4th and East Fife will be 5th But if it's 4th for 4, East Fife 5 Then East Fife will remain 4th and 4th will remain 5th <laughs> That's good Genius. thinking. I like that. Genius. Oh, yeah, try I saying that after a bottle of Malbec tonight, Hugh well, Keevans. Well, after Willie Nelson at Glastonbury at 10 o'clock. <laughs> and, uh, is that the plan tonight, is oh, it? Oh, yes. You cannot miss Willie Nelson. I mean, he still gets the TV schedule out in the morning <laughs> and plans what he's going to watch. I might have a tune into that. So, oh, Willie Nelson at Glastonbury. Yeah. When was that? A few years uh, back? 2010. Oh, 13 years ago. So. Essential viewing I and urge you 10 you, o'clock no, I, I absolutely will not Will you consult Mrs Keevans on this Is she elsewhere No 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 She thoroughly approves She loves ah, Willie Nelson right, Okay there we go And we'll be We'll be line dancing At 10 o'clock <laughs> <laughs> What a sight to behold That would be The neighbours uh, Anyway right uh, We'll do the winners Of the first half teaser During the half time break Let's get a half time From Capital Game of the day In some ways And it's, it's living up to it A bit David Friel it certainly is Gordon half time more to one Queen's part one we spoke earlier on about how dramatic this league is how tight how tense you just need to watch this 45 minutes to realise that it's been a good game Morton have been by far the better team but it took a Grant Gillespie penalty just before half time to level after Malachi Boateng's opener for Queen's Park as I said the first 25 minutes it was so tense tackles flying in crowd really loud both managers really loud I would say Morton had the best of it, but didn't really create too many chances. Robbie Crawford did the first one in 25 minutes. He fired over the bar. Robbie Muirhead was then so unlucky with a Cullen shot. He cut in from the left-hand side, curled it towards the goal. Callum Ferry in the Queen's Park goal. What a save it was. It looked in all the way, but got a fingertip to it. I think that scare seemed to spark Queen's Park a bit. They started playing a wee bit. And um, Malachi Boating, just his second goal. He curled in the opener in 32 minutes. He still had a bit of work to do. He picked the ball up at the angle of the box, but... He gave Brian Schwake no chance. What a goal from Crystal Palace, lone player. To be fair to Morton, they kept going. They could have felt sorry for themselves, but they didn't. Robbie Muirhead had a great chance. Robbie Crawford had a great chance, but they finally got the goal they deserved just before half-time. Jai Kotongo, a great run down the left wing. Marcel Oakley, he was just rash. He brought him down. John Beaton was on the spot, pointed to the spot, and Grant Gillespie did the rest. So, I think Morton fully deserved the equaliser. Queen's Park own coil will demand better, but this game is still in the balance. Half-time, Morton won, Queen's Park won. Into stoppage time at Firhill, so we're not far away there. Into stoppage time at Air before that as well. So I would certainly expect Somerset Park, the Gordon DL Derby, uh, to give us a, f- a first half picture soon. Uh, we will do that in the very near future with Fraser Wisher. Dave Galloway is going to be standing by at Firhill as well. But that is going to be one tense second half at Capelokhu. Oh, incredible. Could go either way. Um, nerves kick in now. 
Queen's Park are tantalisingly close. You know, they've won goal and then a final game against Dundee and all we need is a draw. So these 45 minutes for Owen Coyle and those players are the most important of the it season. It is half-time between Ayr and Wraith Rovers. Here's Fraser. It is. Ayr United nil, Wraith Rovers nil. Not quite a game bad enough that Gordon VL could come on and make an impact, but not far from it. It's not been a great game to watch and really a tough watch in particular for Ayr United fans. The team has their playoff place in their own hands, but it's been a nervy, lacklustre performance so far. And the other side depleted with Rovers. I think we're really pleased so far. Defended well, tidying the ball. But they've also not threatened Charlie Alberson in the Air United goal. They actually started on the front foot five minutes. A fierce 25-yard shot by left-back Paddy Redding. Had Jimmy McDonald scrambling across his goal full stretch, just inches wide. But Wraith had also started the game well, constantly on the ball, knocking it around, defensively strong. An excellent tackle by Scott Brown stopped Depot Akinyemi in the act of shooting, but Air were struggling to get anything going in the final third. Another shot from distance, probably the best effort of the half from left winger Sam Ashford. He hit the post from 25 yards, McDonald well beaten, but as a half hour passed, Air struggles continued. 20 goal Akinyemi starred of any service, Wraith defending well, Liam Dick and Adam Masson outstanding. The big striker took it into his own hands he burst through a couple of tackles he thought he was through on the 18 yard box but a brilliant tackle by Liam Dick stopped him in the act of shooting once again so only Wraith attacks broke down as they get near the air box nice midfield pass but no threat on Albinson's goal Akinyemi then again broke on the left hand side he tried to find J- Josh Mullen inside the penalty box but his pass was too strong and allowed Nguyenia to clear and then came the best chance of the half a real sitter missed by Akinyemi in 43 minutes the ball broke to Josh Mullen on the right hand side he drove the ball low into the six yard box with real pace all he did had to do was big deep was, was turn it onto the, the goal and it would be in the back of the net but he turned it over the bar and into the crowd much to the annoyance of the United fans stats say a lot about a poor quality first 45 two shots by either side none in target and neither goalkeeper has made a save to be air they're going to win this one really need to up the tempo in the game because Wraith Rovers so far pretty comfortable half time at Somerset A United nil Wraith Rovers nil and last but not least for Hill it's half time there Dave Galloway Partick Thistle 1 Arbroath 0 an early threat from Arbroath Hilson was put through on goal and as he tried to lob Mitchell the two collided but both fortunately were ok Tiffany netted for Partick Thistle from outside the box but the flag had already gone up both sides having a go in a pretty open game home keeper Mitchell did well to keep out O'Brien's effort following a corner kick and then at the other end Gaston looked very lively to deny Turner on the angle from a few yards out Brown had a decent chance but snatched at it and the ball flew over but in the 40th minute it was 1-0 to the Jags lovely cross in from Lawless and Turner with a smart stooping header to find the net the home team had been turning up the pressure at the time but the visitors overall making a very good game of it and it's a decent match overall half time though Parik Thistle 1 are both nil interesting start to the afternoon we will do a full round up of the half time scores next Scottish football's league leader. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Half time in the three o'clock games. We have one full time result to tell you about from the Scottish Cup semi final. Falkirk nil, Inverness three. In the Championship at the break, it's Ayr nil, Wraith Rovers nil, Morton one, Queen's Park one, and Partick Thistle one. Are both nil In League 1 Airdrie nil Queen of the South 2 Dunfermline 1 Clyde 1 Kelty nil Peterhead nil Montrose nil Alloa 2 And in League 2 It's Annan nil Bonnie Rig Rose nil East Fife 1 Albion Rovers 1 Elgin nil Dumbarton nil Stirling 1 Forfar nil And Stranraer 1 Stenhouse Muir nil Hugh Keevans Let's do this 
The first half teaser with the scottishsun.co.uk slash football for the best football news and opinion online. The last eight Scottish players to score in a Scottish Cup final for either Celtic or Rangers are Andy Halliday, Kenny Miller, Stuart Armstrong, Callum McGregor, Ryan Christie, Lee Griffiths, Scott Wright and Ryan Jack. Ah, well done to everyone who got it right. Thank you so much to, for everyone who took part, even if there wasn't a level of success. How many did you two get? Seven. Seven. We never get a holiday. You're joking. <laughs> even <laughs> the one you missed. Have you sounded Mark, Did you notice Mark Wilson sounded vaguely oh. Len Goodman when he said seven? Seven. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, well done for taking part. The top three then, we think. Now I'm pretty sure Paul Byers was third fastest Well done to Paul Token Jester in second place Well done the Token And Hyperbolic Pessimist Was the winner of the first half teaser Got a good Who Am I for you coming up And the second halves are next